T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. WTIC, yes, that's the radio station. Follow me on Twitter, at Todd Talks. Or on Facebook. If you go to ToddTalk.com, it brings you my Facebook page. I don't do much there, but it's a good way to connect with each other. If you want to drop me a note, send me something. Twitter's good, too, though. Whatever. A lot of people aren't on Twitter, however. I, I just I want to explain something, because I, I do a lot of uh, what people call union bashing. And it's not that I'm just a, a hater of, of unions. I'm pro-democratic principles. That's, what, that's the language of the left, and that's what I'm for, what the left used to be for. Liberalism was based in the ideas of liberalism. Liberals were based, the Democratic Party was steeped in the, in the values of liberalism, which are the ideas that were expressed into the U.S. Constitution. And the idea is to keep the, to keep the power, uh, to, to keep it from becoming consolidated in the hands of few people. And my, the only reason that I believe anything I believe is because I believe in freedom, liberty, and that our system of government is great because it was designed to keep power from accumulating in the hands of a few people. So first of all, you don't want any monarchs, and they worked hard to make sure we couldn't have monarchs. They made sure that we couldn't have the equivalent of monarchs. That is one pot of gold that one guy controlled, and he could sit there and, and decide who the winners and losers were. Worst kind of society you can have is where a small cabal is in charge. And the founders were so scared of that that they made sure the government would be divided up into parts and the, the power centers would be many so that there would be lots of fights and government wouldn't just do willy-nilly crazy things and they made sure that there were rules to protect us and i just think that's a wonderful thing you know a couple weeks ago there was um yeah it was like two three weeks ago when that that uh, female prison guard from tennessee i think she was took off with one of her prisoners and 
they talked about after several days or a week or something, they found the car somewhere. And I was reading my wife the story. And it said that they had gone to court to get a search warrant so that they could go into the car and see what was there. And I read her that part of the story, and she said, why do they have to do that? And it was a good question. Why do they have to do that? What an amazing thing that in the heat of a hot investigation, you're trying to catch people, and they could be 30 feet away, and you need that evidence badly. But they still had to go in front of a judge and explain why they deserved the right to break into that car. What a glorious thing. That's how much the people who founded this country understood the evils of power and understood that you can't give up these things, these protections. So when I look at school, public schools are a disaster as a concept. Because public schools are anti-democratic. They are a huge national system of education that gives control over to state and federal governments. It's not supposed to be that way. But that's how it's evolved. And to special interest groups who they have partnered with so that they can circumvent the idea that there's no federal control allowed of the school system. But worse, it's allowed one kind of thinking. Public schools have allowed one kind of thinking to to freeze innovation out of education. And when you're dealing with children, you should have a, a, a many and varied system of schools, and they should be tiny and they should be market-driven. They should be the exact opposite. And I believe a lot of what we're suffering in terms of the creation of this prototype shooter, the alienated, angry, suicidal, homicidal, 17, 18, 19-year-old, I believe is born in the public schools. In an institution that was designed 100, 150 years ago, whenever it was born, and still follows a lot of the protocols, and where you can't, you can't pay great teachers more, and where the powerful adults in the system protect the worst teachers, and make sure they can never be fired, and protect the worst schools, and make sure they can never be shut down. And that those organisms that hold all that together, the, the education unions, partner with a political party to spread all this nonsensical rhetoric about how you're anti-education if you're for great education. You're anti-education if you don't think education should be controlled by a special interest group. Oh, if you move kids out of this school, then they wouldn't have enough students. You'd be threatening public education. You can't do that. But that's that's how the system that we love best, that we know works best, works. That's how it works in a market-driven system, which is the only 
thing we have developed anywhere in the world. Even the Chinese had to give up on having a communist economy and adopt our kind of economy. Why did the Chinese give up? Because they realized there's only one economic system, and that's capitalism. Capitalism is where all the juice is for human survival. It's where you find the best of everything. The more capitalist you are, the more cool things are going on. The more money flowing through the system, the better the system is. The smaller government is and less obtrusive, the more alive the marketplace is. And why do we deny children the one thing that we know works best to create vibrance? And kids deserve vibrant, exciting schools. They need to have their brains. They deserve to have their spirits unlocked and their passions allowed to flow out into the world in a positive way. And if you deny them that, if you shut off the positive outlets and you say, sit down and be quiet and listen to what I'm telling you, and you have some boring, some boring artifice of a teacher walking around in front of them who's not feeling passion for her work, but is trying to get in that last five or ten years before she retires so she can be fully vested. That's the cruelest thing you could ever do. Listen to this guy, Alan Watts. I, I played this a couple weeks ago, but somebody mentioned, I met somebody at coffee the other day. I was having a cup of coffee, and I started talking to this woman. She told me about Alan Watts and how he used to talk. And I didn't really know who he was, but I had listened to this cut and played it on the air. And I want to play it again because it's, um, it's along these lines about how how our society is designed in such a way to suck the life out of people. My goodness, don't you remember? And I apologize for the music in the background. They do this on YouTube. I guess people they think are saying good things but aren't entertaining enough. They, they put bad music behind them. But anyway, his words stand out. My goodness, don't you remember when you went first to school? You went to kindergarten. And in kindergarten, the idea was to push along so that you could get into first grade and then push along so that you could get into second grade, so on, going up and up, and then you went to high school, and this was a great transition in life, and now the pressure is being put on, you must get ahead, you must go up the grades, and finally be good enough to get to college. And then when you get to college, you're still going step by step up to the great moment in which you're ready to go out into the world. And then when you get out into this famous world, comes the struggle for success in profession or business. And again, there seems to be a ladder before you, something for which you're reaching all the time. And then, suddenly, when you're about 40 or 45 years old, in the middle of life, you wake up one day and say, Huh? I've arrived. I feel pretty much the same as I've always felt. In fact, I'm not so sure that I don't feel a little bit cheated. You can't live at all unless you can live fully now. I like that theme. You can't live at all if you can't live fully. I like that idea. And I like the concept of us not falling prey to arguments, phony arguments, propaganda that come out of special interest groups in order to preserve bad systems. The idea of having democratic principles at the core of our society is so that we don't have to live under the injury and contempt 
contempt of uh, of bad systems. We shouldn't have to put up with them. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Let's uh, talk about this. We'll take some phone calls after a quick pause on WTIC. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. 860-522-9842. And the rant line number, 751-4698. So I, I just wanted to explain myself on the union thing, because I know people get tired of me bashing unions, and I, I bash them for good reason, because they're anti-democratic. I believe in the power of markets. Democratic systems protect the power of individuals to influence the gears of government. It's such a simple and beautiful concept, and, and the guy who called yesterday said, said something was uh, democratic and uh, and bottom-up because it was unionized. I said, no, unions are a way to rig the bottom-up thing and make it top-down. And he said, well, that's the end of this conversation. Couldn't handle it. But that's what it is structurally. Rob is next. Hi, Rob. Yes, hello, Tom. Uh, another great show. Um, yeah, about the unions, a uh, friend of mine, uh, yeah, whatever, I didn't call about that, but uh, the only thing good about a union is the credit union. That's what a friend of mine <laughs> used to tell me. But um, the reason why I'm calling is um, if you and your wife or whatever, significant other, whatever you guys wife. want to call it nowadays, had a big balloon party in your backyard, mm-hmm. and you had 30, 40 kids in the backyard, bouncy bounce, you know, the slide and all the whole blow-up thing, and you see one of the kids, uh, my neighbor across the street, like 17, whatever, 15, and he's got a gun. And you and your wife just sit out there. And all of a sudden, you hear all these shots, and you're just like, hey, I ain't going back there. Now, would you be um, in trouble? And, and that's one question. And the other one is, um, if a police officer sees a child drowning, does he need to get permission to go in and save the child from his commander? Well, what if his in a, commander... In, in a pool? What if his commander ordered him not to go in? That's a really interesting question. Yeah, yeah, but, but the thing is, so the cop, the, he's so uh, unintelligent, he can't make his own uh, decision with all his prestigious training. Well, the um, that's why there are chains of command because sometimes there are higher ups. That's who... why there's a union too. I mean, they relate everything to the union, mm-hmm. and you got your protection. What are you going to do about it? You know, no accountability. Leave me alone. You give me a row, arrest you. Get out of here. Well, yes, but that's a double-edged sword, is it not? So, so when cops decide they're they're only going to put fifty percent effort into their jobs over an extended period of time for example which is arguably what they've been doing over the past uh, couple of years then you have no leverage i mean what kind of what kind of system is that to employ people who can do whatever they want what kind of system is it when you can have when you can have a judge who 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 doesn't go to work for a couple of years and nobody does anything until finally it's such an embarrassment or well she knows the law that particular person, and you know, that's yes, but things. the law should be so clear that her knowledge of it should make her scared for her own future. To to well, play it's that kind like of game. the IRS laws. I mean, you can manipulate it, read it. Like like years ago, Todd, 
There used to be a sign in Connecticut, fine for parking. So this guy got 500 tickets, and he went to the judge, and they say, dude, why are you parking here? And he says, look, it says fine <laughs> for parking. And they had to change it, uh, no parking violation. Yeah. So, you know, so it's the way you interpret things. <laughs> and it's just like these cops, they're heroes. They put the tassels on and the little costumes, and they're good to go. They look good. But look Rob, at thank you for the call. I like your uh, I like your humor. Steve in Watertown next on WTIC. Hi, Steve. Hey there, Todd. Um, I think I think the emphasis on the systems doesn't take into the fact the people implementing the systems. Um, people are inherently flawed, and that's what our founders knew. Yes, they were afraid of tyrants and kings that could come over and say. You know, my soldiers can use your house anytime they feel like it, and they can, you know, uh, ravage your wife anytime, and they can steal your food because we're over here protecting you from the Redskins. Yes, they had that to deal with, but they also had um, a lot of influence from people called the men in black robes. And Benjamin Franklin, even though he was kind of a crazy dude as far as morals and stuff, he still respected the men in black robes, the pastors, and their philosophy, and the, the knowledge that they knew that humans are flawed, and without energy put forth to fight those flaws and be aware of those flaws, it doesn't matter what system we have, it's going to fail. Okay, that's your, that's your end point? All systems will fail if we don't do what? If we don't become aware of how humans in general are flawed, so we need to keep the, the pressure on. Leave them in office. You're you're saying if the cat's away, right? And we're the cat. Where our job is to monitor and make sure they're doing things the way they should, and we well, become the cats complacent. have been getting lazy. Yeah, no, I hear you. That's a good point. We we are definitely responsible for having become placid and accepted that, that's the whole point of our society the people are supposed to be running this society yes. the people are supposed yes. to be running the government john, john jefferson said if we're not diligent it's going to fail well, we haven't been diligent no we have I, not that's absolutely true steve thank you good call excellent point rick next on wtic hi rick hey todd how are you thank you so, for the call uh, you know you hear about the you hear about these delays but you wonder you know, what's the difference between this delay and what happened in Cheshire at the doctor's house? I mean, the Cheshire Police Department were there, but they had to wait for the state of Connecticut state police to show up to go in. I mean, it just happens over and over and over again. Uh, I can't remember that fact pattern. Are you talking about the murdered couple there? Well, the, well the, it, was, it was the doctor's wife and the two daughters. Thomas Yuzeski or whatever the... The inmate is now that's, you know, complaining that, you know, the death row isn't, you know, for him anymore. But it just, it's the same thing. The police show up and they don't do anything. You know, they, they wait for somebody else to show up that's supposed to be in charge of this. And it just seems like it happens over and over again, whether or not it's Cheshire or whether or not it's Texas now. It just seems like. But was, was uh, Cheshire, was there, was was there a an immediate need for action? What was the scenario? I can't recall. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they had followed the they had followed the wife home from the ATM machine, and they got him in the house, and they knocked the they knocked the husband out, and 
You know, it's just it was something that had gone on for you know the police were there relatively early on in the process, and maybe you know people could have been saved if they could have if the if the local police would have just gone in, but local police hands were tied by the state police wanting to go in there and to do their thing. It just I don't know. So maybe some other callers can fill in more of the details for you, but it just seems like this is a recurring theme with police departments, especially the locals, being held back by somebody else. Well, yeah. The uh, yeah th- so those, but those are about um, you know protocols of of who gets jurisdiction, which I. But they may be using it for the same reason. It's it's kind of a complicating factor. It's. Um, it is. It, it's okay. interesting what you raise. That's a, is that the Pettit situation? Pettit, right, Doctor Pettit, right. That's okay. Correct. The guy who's uh, just retiring as a state rep. That's right. Correct. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was okay. The horrible situation. The police were outside, and you know who who knows what that delay may have caused. You know, I hate to bring that up for Doctor Pettit, especially if he's listening. So, if he is, I apologize for bringing this up again. But it was just another horrible facts and circumstances. It just change yeah thank you for that thank you for that i'm going to go back and uh, study up on it because uh i'd forgotten that there was that aspect to it so i appreciate you raising it rick t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning right now families and small businesses can save up to 20 percent versus at&t and verizon when they switch visit your local t-mobile store today plan savings with three lines of t-mobile essentials versus comparable available plans plan features and taxes and fees may vary baseball is in full swing nba playoffs are heating up and your nfl team is gearing up for training camp listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the odyssey app the biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app 860-522-9842. A break for news and then more conversation. WTIC. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. Ooh, I'm just reading up. I'm reading up again on the uh, on the Pettit. Even on the Wikipedia page, there doesn't seem to be any mention of the police issue and how the how the cops were somehow on the trail. Was that something that Mrs. Pettit did at the grocery or at the bank when they went to get the uh, do the ATM withdrawal? Did she somehow alert the police? I can't remember, but. There was a cop watching when when the uh, the murderer brought her back to the house, and they didn't do anything. And there was a hidden, a secret timeline that somebody that somebody um, released privately to the family. And after the fact, they found out that. Uh, the police had had a lot of communication around this timeline, and there was uh, apparently a cover-up. I don't know. It's very interesting. 
And and the caller's point was that these these things are happening all the time, and I think they are. I think everything is that we see happen is is the way it is. You have to assume it's the way it is, not that it's an exception, because the exceptions happen way less often than than do the the norms. The norms are repeating themselves all the time. So if you want to figure out what the norms are, learn the norms. Learn to see through the haze that the power structure creates so you can't understand what's going on because you're coming from a place of assuming that they're that they're good people trying to do the right thing and they may be good people but they're inside of a corrupt system because all all systems of power are corrupt because that's what power does it just makes people into animals 8605229842 let me just uh i've got to look at my schedule here for a sec and see, okay, we got we've got uh, good. We've got some time. We can talk. Yeah, eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Paul in Waterbury, what's going on, Paul? Yeah, thanks for taking my call, Todd. I wanted to, you were talking uh, about a gentleman who was his name was Watts about Alan Watts. I played a cut of him talking about growing that up. That was re- that was really terrific. Um, he was talking about arriving at destinations and goals. And yes. And things and thinking, and we're we thinking that it's all about that, and that's what life is all about. And I found when I've gotten at certain goals in my life, I, I'm kind of like, is that all there is? Is is that it? And it, it's not as thrilling as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I I tell my daughters, my three daughters, and I've always told them, my girls, I want you. To, and I've been, I'm a divorced dad for 12 years, and I've tried to be very involved with my daughters. I don't understand how fathers who were divorced can't be. It's almost instinctive. But And I don't want to toot my own horn, Todd, but I've always told well, girls, I just want you to be happy. I, you know, if you want to achieve things in life, that's terrific. Go ahead. Go ahead. You know, my oldest daughter just graduated from Siena College. Some have come loud, honors kid. That's awesome. I, I, my ex-wife may have pushed her. I mean, I'm studying, because I was never one to push my kids on that. Mm-hmm. But I told Emily, Emily, listen, if you want to achieve great things in life, you're a super kid, you're a smart kid, go ahead and do it. But don't forget to enjoy the ride. Enjoy, because you know what, Emily? It's really kind of all about the ride. It's not so much about, you know, getting this office. Yeah, but that that's position. that's something I think you either understand or you don't. It's in, an innate ability. So, you know, a few people on the margins might be able to switch their focus. But for the most part, people are driven by a lust for something. People feel lust for something, and it drives them to go pursue goals. And right. and I think that that's, you know, it's some people feel the, the ride and say, oh, this ride is good. You know, let me enjoy the feeling of it. And I'll go in that direction because I like the feeling. But a lot of people right. are driven by the external and and the sensation of life as opposed to the feeling of life and pick a, a different of, route. A lot of people miss the show because they're so wrapped up in the goal, you know. Yeah, but you and, can uh, miss it anyway. You can miss it by not being lustful enough, by not caring hmm. enough about the sensation. And so you can have a regret. Say you're an artist and you starve your whole life working for mm-hmm. this dream you have of uh, that turns out in the end to be okay. Now I feel silly. I was pursuing this this artistic dream the whole time. I never made any money. I didn't build security for myself. I couldn't support my family properly. Right. I didn't couldn't send my kids to a good school. You know, the, mm-hmm. you can end up feeling like a loser on either side of the equation. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah. I, 
I do support your advice. Enjoy, smell the roses, but I don't know that people are capable of hearing advice. Mm-hmm. They just have to go trip themselves up and feel the the misery, the you know, the partial misery of the mistakes they make, so they can they have, to, have to have to skin the knees a lot. Yeah. Thanks for my thanks for taking my call, Todd. Appreciate. Thank it. you for making it. That's how I feel about it anyway. I asked Tom earlier, what's the biggest mistake you ever made in your life? And if you have an answer to that question, I'd love to hear it from you. 860-522-9842. Biggest mistake you made in your life. That person who you were intrigued by but you let get away. That job you didn't take. Life is amazing in that it is structured in such a way that every day you're you're making binary decisions should i go left or should i go right should i talk a little longer or should i go home get a good night's sleep and we never know really what what we missed by whichever choice we've taken and it's the accumulation of all those decisions that defines who we are i think you're already ready to go home bill in suffield hey bill i'm always ready to go home i love home (laughs) Hi, Bill. Hey, how's it going? Uh, I want to bring something up that I have not heard uh, anyone really talk about. And um, as far as having a mental health issue or diagnosis and your ability to have guns, there's this blanket put out about, you know, if you're diagnosed, uh, then you shouldn't be able to get a gun. But that's a pretty intense stereotype. And the problem with it is is there will be people who are not going to seek help because uh, they're afraid that that's going to cost them their guns. And um, you think, oh, I'm going to go and I need this help, but if I go and get this help, uh, that's it. They're going to come and take my guns away. I better try and work this out on my own. We're going to lose people because of that. And well, we, But we're already losing people because we don't implement basic common sense guidelines is the argument. That oh, yeah. we put, we put, we allow somebody who's mentally ill and homicidal to walk into a store and buy guns because nobody calls. So in a normal world, think about a normal society. This is how I look at it, just as a thought experiment. Say you're a, in a little village of a hundred people. If one of the kids is crazy and wants to hurt people, you keep you lock the the weapon room and you don't allow him in, right? That'd be a good idea. Or um... and all we're all we look for in building a society is a way to make sure that when there's a crazy kid who's going to hurt people, that you can protect people from that crazy kid. And it's hard to build a big society with hundreds of millions of people in it and still have them treated with the fairness that would happen in that little village of a hundred people because. In the village, everybody knows who the crazy kid is. And in our society, we're so disconnected from each other. If we see the crazy kid, we just turn and walk the other way and hope that we don't cross paths. Well, I mean, I, I got to guess my, as, a, as a, a father with a, um, like you're saying, crazy kid, that, that's hard to hear. Um, and just assume that any kid who has an issue is going to go up to be a murderer, hard to hear. I think well, I'm not suggesting well, that I, the point I, I'm going to here isn't quite. Let me just because yep. it's a good direction you're taking it, and we're thinking about. But I also want to put out earlier you were talking about all these boys uh, depressed in the cellar playing video games because you know the stress of 
everything with the coronavirus brought into their lives. All these kids are going to go get help. And all these young Americans are going to have a diagnosis. And all these young Americans are also going to be unable to get firearms. I think there is uh, a long game at play. I, I do think that there's uh, not just a conspiracy, but um, a game plan. Khrushchev, uh, I'm sorry if I seem like out of my mind a little bit, but he says your children's children's children will welcome communism. Um, and that was said to my grandfather, World War II veteran, meaning my kids' generation, the ones who are excited about Bernie Sanders, and the plan Khrushchev had way back then was to get such a slow mm-hmm. grip of we'll accept anything, we'll, we'll accept boundaries, and the boundaries we're accepting, it's not because the left are idiots, it's because the people controlling them are geniuses. And if I'm about to go into a fight with somebody, the last thing I need is you're telling me they're, they're, they're stupid. It'll be an easy fight. I'm going to let my guard down. And I think America has let their guard down that these idiots are just emotional fools. Uh, but they're creating a world that is the generation that wants to embrace Bernie Sanders. It seems like the plan is kind of working and taking guns away because all these kids who now have mental health issues from why won't they lift this? Why do they have to miss graduation? Why, why are they, even though we know the masks aren't working, you go to buy a mask, and the mask it says not for medical use. But you have to wear that mask, and these kids are getting depressed. Yeah, look, I, I, I agree with everything you're saying, Bill. I don't, I don't disagree with that stuff. And, and I, I'm not advocating that guns should be taken away in a reckless way or at all. What I'm saying is we have a society that has created the dynamic where we have become so disconnected emotionally from each other and our systems are so non-responsive. This is why part of my argument against public schools, there should not be a huge monolithic system of education where those who have power are using the power first to reinforce their own power. We shouldn't have that system. We should have an organic market-driven system. That, my, that was my, the point I was making when I was making the points you were, the supporting arguments that you were just giving back. It wasn't an argument for gun control. It was an argument for why the Chris Murphys and the other people who are fraudulently acting as if there is only one answer, and that is taking guns away. That, that I'm, I'm arguing on your side. I am against those people who have rigged the system to make it miserable and to make a, a miserable society. And then to say, oh, it's the fault of the thing over there that we've always had, and it was never a problem. But all of a sudden, it's a problem. So I want to blame the thing, despite that contradiction, as if it's the only thing there is. That's an affront that they're doing that. 860-522-9842. Quick break. We'll take some more phone calls on WTIC. Now, back to the Don Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Yes, indeed. It's us talking about whatever is the most compelling thing in the world and I guess that's the gun debate that is uh, being pushed on us after the shootings in Texas. Adam East Hartford. Hi, Adam. 
Hey, Todd. Good afternoon, sir. Um, but you're right. It's not just the uh, the guns. Look at that case out in uh, Iowa. Michelle Bolt, the jealous and jilted ex-wife, went and killed the new uh, husband, um, Nick Bolt's uh, girlfriend, um, uh, Tracy Mondeval. She, The prosecutors had a good case, and she went to jail for life. But she used a knife um, to viciously attack and assault the lady when she was stuck um, in her seatbelt. Not even made inside edition, but go ahead. <laughs> Wasn't that awful? I mean, I, I pay I pay no attention to those stories. No, I, but I mean, crazy people—they're going to do what they do, right? Yeah, yeah. Is that is that is that your point that uh, we shouldn't pay too much attention in terms of rules and regulations because there's always nuts out there? Right. We got to go after both the mental health and the guns. The right says go after the mental health. The left says go after the guns. I think you got to really go after both. Well, you can't go after guns because they're a protected constitutional right. Right. And the other problem with the simple paradigm that you're presenting is it's not about mental health, like mental health is a single thing, and that's all there is. There is an entire sick, failed society we have right. that, that nobody raises any of the issues in there. So there's, there's tons of things under the umbrella of mental health. And there's tons of things in the education system that need to be fixed. And there's the adult world starting to be responsible for things instead of just abdicating responsibility. Does none of that resonate for you? Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, I'm glad we're in agreement. Thank you, Adam, for the call. 860-522-WTIC. I know, I know. I got carried away again, and we haven't started the rants, but we will do them. As the can we fit one? We might be able to get this one in right here. Let's get one going. Hey, Todd, huh? it's John from Rocky Hill. Um, it's not labeled gun control anymore. Uh, they labeled it new a new way. They call it gun safety, so they don't say gun control anymore. <laughs> I never picked up on that, but that's true. Gun safety is way better to say than gun control, isn't it? To say you're for uh, safety, that's harmless. That's compassionate. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 